Welcome on back. Yes, welcome back to our abode. This uh, we live in hell here. Yes. Uh, well, Maggie, you sound you sound a little down this week. I don't know I, why I'm so down. Well, I I had like a pretty intense uh like singing and dancing session in my kitchen this evening. Um, oh, interesting. And I thought I was going to bring my energy up. It's uh, but I'm sort of plateauing here. Hmm. Okay. That, well, uh, we're really getting into it. Yeah. I did listen well, to the Idina Menzel version of "Take Me or Leave Me" from nice. yep. the Rent. movie version of Rent, yep. and uh, because it is also in this episode, and let me tell you, it was great. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. I, I listened to the Glee version again before we started, so that way I'd get pumped. Sure. Um, of course. This we, yeah, uh, we've, we've sort of mentioned Glee. This is Sam and Maggie hate Glee. It's yes. a television show that started airing in 2009, and we watched it then, and we're rewatching it now because n- neither of us finished it. And you know how you uh you just cu- there comes a time in your life when you're like, I need to finish that one show that I left behind, uh, even though I do hate it. Yes. Um, yeah, we're, we're here, you know, we're, we're coming in with the 2018 eyes looking at this That's show right. and saying, you know, this wasn't okay when they did it the first time, and it's definitely not okay and it's now. it's definitely not okay now. That's right. You know, we, yes. we take our 2018 sniffers and we just sniff out all the bullshit because there's <laughs> so much of it. Yes. Okay, so the episode that we watched this week was season two, episode 13. Come back. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> there has to be, there has to be, be like a Glee fan fiction for just this specific episode where it's it's the sex come right. Yeah. Like, right. No. On. No. Definitely. Um. But yeah. So this episode originally aired on February fifteenth, two thousand eleven. So the day after Valentine's Day. Um, and it had 10.53 million viewers, which is down from last week when we had 11.58. So that's right. As is typical. So it, um, yeah, it kind of just glee tends to peter out, I guess, like people jump back in at the beginning of the second half of the season and then it kind of just like slowly yeah, rolls downhill. I think it, I think it really depends on, uh, the promos that they did because I yeah. feel like the Valentine's one was probably really heavily promoed and stuff right yeah and oh definitely this one probably had a bunch of like beeb shit in the commercials i bet oh yeah but that might have turned some people off you know maybe they don't want to hear uh some hot J Beeb tunes yeah well it was written i mean by ryan Mur- it was written by ryan murphy who also didn't want to hear jb tunes from what i understand from what okay. i read on the wikipedia page uh, he didn't, he denied that this was like a tribute to Justin Bieber. He was oh. like, he was like, we only do tributes to, uh, musicians with extensive catalogs. And I was like, okay, bitch. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, to be fair, they do sing baby three times this episode. So sort that's of. a thing. Well, yeah. They half sing it twice and then sing it for real once. So. Yes. 
it was directed by Bradley Buecher, who has directed episodes before, but I don't know. He hasn't directed any standout ones that I can remember. Okay. The critical cool. response is pretty great, though. I'm going to throw some quotes at you. Okay. Um, the first one comes from IGN. Fine and inoffensive, but forgettable. So <laughs> there's the quote. I mean, yep. And this oh. is uh, Vanderwolf. Yes. I won't from from the AV Club. I won't yep. tell you what this is in regard to. I want you to guess. Okay. This will be fun, right? Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Neither dark enough to provoke a startled burst or la- uh, startled burst or laughter, nor funny enough to overcome the sen- the uh, central tastelessness. Wait, can you can you lay that on me again? Yeah, let me here. Uh, let's go for a clean take. Here we go, everyone. If you are familiar with the Devil's Threesome, you know that I can't read. Hi, um, <laughs> I'm Maggie, and I can't read. Uh, here's here we go. Hit hitting you with the quote from Vanderbilt. Neither dark enough to provoke a startled burst or laughter, nor funny enough to overcome their central tastelessness. Hmm. And you're asking me what what event in this episode yeah. prompted what that? Yeah. What do What do you think that is referring to in this episode specifically? Is it Lauren Zeiss's song? It is not. Uh, huh. Good guess. Uh, but it is about to come up in just about the first scene, right after the recap. Uh, oh, it is about... Sue's suicide. It's the suicide. Su- yeah oh my god yeah. it is he is so right on the money with that it is yeah both it is both i i honestly when i first watched it i was like this lo- is a this is offensive and the second time i watched it i was like this is nothing like yeah uh, this is not because it's not funny no <laughs> that's for sure um yeah and uh then uh vanderwolf the last quote from him he described the uh they go to a pediatric pediatric children's ward like yes, a, yeah, like a yeah. cancer ward in this episode and he described that scene as woefully misjudged and inappropriately hilarious <laughs> so yeah I, i'm excited to get there actually because i have some i have some i have some some things to say about that scene and i'm glad that uh todd also had something to say about it because so that is yeah I'm excited to get there. But yeah, so in general, it sounds like people didn't really like it that much, but they also didn't dislike it because it was a bland episode. Fine and inoffensive. <laughs> yes. Let's get into it. Let's let's talk let's about this it. inoffensive let's jump right mess. In. Yeah. So we start with the recap, as per usual. Um, we get some information about Pisces, uh, Finn and Quinn's adulterous affair. Kisses. And then... Some kisses. Br- yes. They're sweet, sweet kisses. And then um, Brittany getting shot out of a human cannon except that didn't happen so yes yeah, sue those, and those her are cannon things. are mentioned again <laughs> well this time i think it's actually more relevant because sue's actually like in this episode but i suppose anyway um let's move on from the recap we we cut to will writing on a whiteboard and your immediate thought i know you're like oh god choir room. it's a lesson but, but guess what it's not in the choir room no, it's it's his Spanish class. You you wow. might have forgotten he supposedly teaches Spanish here. Um, He's a for real teacher. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's and, me. Um, choir teachers can be real teachers, but Will is neither. He is not a Spanish exactly. teacher nor a choir teacher. Yes, but um, so he he's writing regressor, I think, on the board. Um, but essentially, this gives him an idea where he's decided he's going to make a comeback as 
you know, the greatest man on earth because that's yeah, what he thinks he is. He's like, monologuing in his head about how like his life's going just fine right now. He's over Emma and he's like going to get back on that horse or whatever. And yeah. nobody cares because the no. show interrupts well. Uh, <laughs> Emma strides right in and uh, she runs in, she runs into the room and the two end up running to Sue's office where they find her journal. And here we go. It's the suicide. Yeah. It says, uh, it says like goodbye, cruel world on one page in sort of really big blocky lettering. And then on the next page, it's like a very rushed suicide note is how I would describe it. I think. Yeah. We should say up top, Sue does not die. Um, No. I realize that we've just been saying suicide over and over again. Well, okay. But it's spelled S-U-E dash I-C-I-D-E. Yes. Like, I mean, and to be fair, it's not particularly funny, but that is, at least if they're, since they decided to do this thing, I'm glad that they called it that because that is the closest it gets to a joke. (laughs) <laughs> that, like, yeah, Sue's I mean, name is in the attempt. I feel like somebody w- has been making that pun in the writer's room for a little while, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And They're- Ryan Murphy is like, I'm going to use that this time. And everyone's like, you're going to use that? Hmm. <laughs> you, you sure about that one? But they sure? do it. Um, but yeah, so they find the note and then it in cuts the to the... Justin Bieber oh. episode? Are you sure? <laughs> But yeah, they find Sue's note, um, and then it cuts to the Glee title card. Really great timing. Yikes. I'm guessing there must have been like an ad break or something. But, yeah, um... Um, Emma, the the quote that Emma says right before the Glee title card really um, sets the mood for this little uh, like plot line. She says, she could be dead by now. And they both just sort of look at each other, and it's, uh, <laughs> gonna... it's yeah. a big bummer. Well, it's... So then it, it picks back up. They have gone to Sue's house. We've been here before, so it's fairly recognizable. Her, trophies her trophy everywhere. dungeon. Yep. Um, and then uh, Will breaks through the door to Sue's room because it's just locked. Um, and they find Sue yep. surrounded by vitamin bottles on her bed. Um, she seems dead. And then gummy, Emma goes to gummy find Gummy vitamin pulse. bottles. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're like children's gummy vitamins. Um Emma goes to find a pulse. She can't find anything. And then Sue wakes up and tells us all she can stop her own heart because of CIA training. Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, so she she then goes into like this monologue about how she has nothing to live for. Yeah. Um, I mean, this sort of flip-flops. Uh, the, sometimes it seems like she is seriously contemplating killing herself because she is monologuing about how depressed she is. Yeah. Right. Other times she is bolting straight out of bed to scare Will and Emma with a, like a weird <laughs> prank with gummy vitamins. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, so like, I mean, there's some stuff in like near the end of this or later in this episode, which makes me think that all of this is just a, a scam like that. Like she's not actually like she's probably upset because Cheerios isn't going to nationals for the first time in seven years. Um, yeah, but like, I don't think she is at like depressed, like suicidal levels. I think yeah, she's, I don't think she yeah. is suicidal. No, um, which means that yeah. they should not have done this plot line. Like, no, it's not chill to make it's... light of suicide. 
No, no. it definitely is Especially not. Especially not um, in the fucking Justin Bieber episode when you know you're going to have younger people tuning in. You don't want to yeah. tell the, them this kind of shit. It's fucked up. Okay. Yeah. Well, and the so here's Ugh. the fun part about this too. Sue has this thing about how she's like really depressed about how yeah. all of her stuff went wrong and she is, you know, whatever. And then Will derides her. <laughs> Yeah, like, Will Will's ends just the like, interaction. You're a bad person. Like, yeah, Will ends the interaction by just yelling at her, and then him and Emma leave. Yep. It's weird. It's not great. The next scene is Quam. Uh, yes. They are interacting, talking about how they're going to go to a place called Color Me Mine on Friday, which is like I think one of those cutesy places where you can paint pottery. That's yes, always and they, nice. And then they fire uh, it for you. Yeah. It transitions into a Sam monologue uh, when. Quinn, because uh, Quinn doesn't like say that she's gonna go, right? No, like, she, she's she's still... pretty not. She's non-committal. She's like, I don't think I have anything else, but like we'll yeah. see. Yeah. And uh, Sam is just uh, mooning over her in his monologue, and he, but he yeah, feels like well, she's slipping away uh, yes. because he knows that Finn I mean, and Quinn kissed because he uh like was there threatened Quinn into it like he (laughs) not even threatened he like convinced her to do it which yes is so he's such an idiot anyway it was like Tom and Jerry levels of cartoonery with that but um so he uh he had there's this excuse that Quinn has provided him of what happened because they did both get sick with mono so he knows they had to kiss a second time because there was yes. no tongue in the first one. God, what a show. Um, <laughs> Qu- Quinn's excuse. We we see a flash to uh, uh, what may have happened. Uh, Finn <laughs> chokes on a gumball and stops breathing. And Quinn has to give him mouth to mouth. Which is not the way that you stop someone from choking. Um, no. Especially not, yeah, like with food. Yeah, like the, it's the best part is, is that bizarre. like the best part is that there's in this little like flashback, um, like Finn starts choking and a girl mm-hmm. screams in the yeah. hallway, and then Figgins is there. Um, yes, like just randomly, I guess he, I guess they paid him to do another episode. And they're like, I guess we'll just use him for this, and he just is there, like. Or they, they probably filmed this gumball thing, like, last week when they were doing the kissing booth stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's so fucking out-of-the-park bonkers that he <laughs> believes this story. Which, you can sort of tell that he is, like, wanting to believe it because he wants uh, to trust Quinn, I guess? Or he doesn't want to yes. fuck up what's going on with them. Yeah. And he realizes because Quinn is pulling away, he needs to pull her back. So his dad always told her, told him to take women either hunting uh, to woo them or to woo them with rock and roll. Uh, yeah. Two, two yeah. things that are, are not this. Be- he, he decides to form the Justin Bieber experience. All right. It's a yes. one man band. He, all he does is covers of Justin Bieber. He combs all of his beautiful blonde, definitely dyed hair forward. Wears a purple hoodie and plays at bat mitzvahs. That is yes. That is the vibe. Well, yeah, we we get a we get a nice little clip of him playing at a bat mitzvah. He plays baby on a playing acoustic guitar. It, yeah, and, it's an um, acoustic guitar. What the fuck? What is he doing? It, but so it, it would be better if he just had like a like a tape. 
Well, like yeah. Anyway, he, he he starts playing it, and like at the beginning of this, all these preteen girls seem very uninterested. But as he starts playing it, they all like lose their minds, and then they all knock him over and like are like touching him, which is so weird and just like not great. Uh. Yeah, because they are <laughs> teens. There, these are. Partly because these actors are actual teens, and yes. Sam well, Cord Overstreet is not a teen. Yeah, uh, even like I honestly still think they are preteens. Like they're not even teens, to be quite yeah, honest. Yeah, they're, like, they're children. Yeah, um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, the the main thing we're getting out of this is that Quinn lied to him, but he's eating it up. Quinn has a type, doesn't she? Oh like, yeah, Quinn. Uh, Quinn really likes people who she can she manipulate. Can, yeah, <laughs> which yeah, is just funny because she the wants to be the. To, yeah. Well, that's why she keeps dating like these jock boys, right? Because she wants yeah. to be the more intelligent in the true in the pairing, so that she can manipulate them to do what she wants. That yeah. is her aim. The next scene is Rachel and Brittany in the hallway. Uh. Yes. Yeah, Rachel's trying to build her brand, and she her attempt is to bribe Brittany into wearing articles of clothing that are, you know, hashtag Rachel Berry. Right. Um, yeah, it's an interesting, interesting choices she's making. Yeah, it's a weird plot line. But, so the reason we're getting this scene is because Rachel's confronting Brittany because Brittany is wearing leg warmers. But not where you expect. Yes. They're on not her arms. Th- they are on her arms, which honestly is a pretty good look. I have done it before myself, and I talked about it last episode. Brittany is a fashion icon. She wears yes. great clothes all the time when she's not wearing that Cheerios outfit. Yep. Yeah. Well, and, uh, yes. what else? What else is here? Oh, in this scene, I feel like there's a lot of proof that Brittany is an alien. Right. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I, yeah. So I had a couple choice quotes from Brittany as well. Um, yes. But yeah, so the, one of the ones that I had was, I didn't realize there were rules because Rachel is telling her that she's not following the like rules of how you wear leg warmers. Yep. Um, Alien. And, yep. And then the other one is she dressed, she, she was like, can I wear them as yep. regular leg warmers tomorrow? Because I need them for my arms right now because I dressed because I thought it was summer because no one taught me how to read a calendar. Yeah, the, uh, what the al- she's an alien. She's an alien. She is from outer space. Um, yes. I so those were my. I actually have three pieces of proof. You mentioned the first two right there. The third okay. is that she's willing to help Rachel. <laughs> That's so uh, awful, but so true. I know. Uh, and she is coached by Rachel near the end of the scene here. That she needs to wear exactly what Rachel would wear from top to bottom. And that's the only way that this is going to work. And if right. people ask her why she's wearing these things, she will say, I'm just copying Rachel Berry. Yes. Well, and um, I mean, I, I was on the hunt for some Britney alien clues this time because of your lovely theory. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I've noticed is that, and, and it's interesting, they make Britney repeat after people a lot in this show a lot like oh for sure so that really really plays into it because it makes a lot of sense if she's an alien that like it's, she's it's learning because she's learning she's learning english <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh it's so good um the next anyway, scene is also yeah. in a hallway sue is rampaging she's yes. tossing uh tina into lockers 
throwing shit everywhere, you know, yes. just normal Sue stuff. And yeah, well, it, what's, well yes? let's, before we, what's interesting is she starts this by taking Finn's hat. Finn never wears hats. Was yeah. this just so that Finn could be included in this fucking rampage? Like, the fuck? He, he wears a hat at the end of this episode, too. So Well, but that's because, like, every, like, half the people in Glee yep, are wearing everyone's hats. Everyone's wearing hats. Yeah. So, I don't like, know. I, they needed a prop for I guess. Uh, Jane Lynch to throw around. I just, you know. I don't understand. Like, we've had Zeises wear a hat before. Like, why not have Zeises wear a hat that Jane Lynch throws off of her head? Like, I, Sam, I don't, I don't know. know. Sam, it's, it's just... not like they, it's not like they needed Cory Monteith in the scene. So they're like, it's okay. It was more like Cory Monteith was in the scene already. Not that they needed somebody to fill this hat. Do you understand <laughs> that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's dumb but yeah so anyway shu sees this rampage that he does sue is embarking upon um and he reports to emma because there apparently that's like good music under this one no <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting i i feel like well let's get into it because here's the thing he reports to emma he does have the line it's only a matter of time before she starts coming after the glee club which she literally in the last like right before this was like was I'm going to make Tina your Glee lives rockers. hell. Yeah, like, yes. she's already coming for the Glee club. Like, how dumb are you? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but um, then Sue here's... Sue arrives yeah. to Emma's yeah. office uh, here with a noose in her hand, and she asks if she can hang herself from Emma's rafters so... because there's asbestos in her office. Yeah, which, I mean, again, this isn't, like... In re- like when I when I look at this episode, this is not funny. Like this is just kind no. of flat. But the delivery of the line, the, like the first, it's in like the first like five to ten minutes of the episode. Like yeah. what the fuck, man? Uh, bad but, way to start. But the delivery that Jane Lynch has on the line about how she doesn't want to uh, use the rafters in her office because she found asbestos up there and that could kill a person. That can kill a person. Yeah, is pretty good. Like. It sort of feels to me like Jane Lynch was just chewing through this dialogue. Like, let's get the yes. fuck out of here as fast yeah. as we can. She, she's like, this is bad. This is a bad idea. But I'll do it, I guess, because you're paying me. Um, but yeah, so uh, Will sits her down and demands yeah. that she reveal a time when she felt good because he's a therapist now. Yeah, I'd say his his approach here is a confusing mix of supportive and condescending and just vile, honestly. Yes. Um, yeah. yes. And Sue describes, uh, like, singing to a song on the radio and in her car and, like, feeling alive for a small moment. And Emma is yeah. like, oh, this is perfect. Y'all should collab. Uh, yeah, well, okay. Uh, being Emma club, literally, Sue. Yeah, literally, Emma recycles the plot that we had two episodes ago where all of the football football players players were in glee club football club she even says this like she's even like yeah it's like when the football players were in glee club and i was like okay so you literally admit that you are just using the same plot again like you know one of the reviews that i read talked about how the episode was peppered with like self self self-referential humor uh Maybe this is what they interpreted as that, but it's not a joke. It's, it's just, not a joke. It's just lazy writing. Like, it's just lazy. 
Yeah. It's just the same um, story again. Uh, yeah. Sue and Will end up uh, falling to Emma's, uh, co- like, convincing. Yes. Like, they are convinced by her to do this. Yes. And well, then we there's, flash a, there's a to... pamphlet. Pamphlet alert oh, yeah. before we get there. Of there's course. a pamphlet she gives Sue that ha- that says, I'm too depressed to even open this pamphlet, which. Yeah. Not one of the better very ones. sad clip but... art. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's. Not bad, but definitely not one of the better pamphlets we've seen from Emma. No, I'd say we've uh, seen we've seen better. Yes. So we flash to the choir room. Sue is sitting in for the first time, and New Directions are rightfully upset. Santana's yep. wanky catchphrase makes an appearance. Yep. And she, <laughs> yeah, Sue talks about her airbags in response to this. No, okay. As in okay. Santana's boobs, which is unsettling. Well, okay, but even worse than that. Not only that, Santana points out that Sue got what she deserved when she lost at regionals, and then Sue threatens to shoot her. Like, Yeah, in her airbags. (laughs) Yeah, which is mind-boggling. Why? Like, why? Oh, my God. I I I guess because people just expect this sort of wacky behavior out of Sue, so no one is phased? Yeah, I think part of it is that people... At least, like, in the universe of the show. Like, everyone's like, oh, Sue. Like, you know, people have that reaction of, like, oh, Sue, you're so silly. You say this. Sue says the darndest things. But it's like, you can't threaten to shoot people, especially students, if you're a teacher. Like. Yes. That's, yes. that's not okay. It's because it's not a joke. Like, it's no. just. It's just, like, loud and annoying and yeah. Off- offensive. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we get a rundown of what's going to happen at regionals now yes. at the, during the second half of this meeting. They are facing oral intensity, who were fr- they wore the fringe last year, yes. if you recall, and the warblers, yes. obviously. And they find out that yeah. regionals has a theme this year because <laughs> consistency new. means nothing to writing. <laughs> and what is that theme, Sam? The theme is anthem, which. Britain, like Will is like, okay, guys, who knows what an anthem is? Because he's pretending he's a teacher. And Brittany raises Ooh. her hand and says, it's the bottom of an ant's pants, which I wrote and down a him. note. Yeah, I wrote down a note that said she learned it by reading. Yeah. Get no, it? totally. <laughs> right? Yes. Because like, it's like it's like the same, like, and... and like I complained about it before, but like it's like the Game of Thrones Daenerys thing where she calls yes. it yep. Quarth instead of Quarth. Karth. That's um, right. And recently, mostly because this came up on RuPaul's Drag Race, where one of the queens who is amazing mm. and wonderful mispronounced the name of a famous uh, fashion icon, and the judges sure. like mocked her for it. And then like online, people were like, "Hey." Guess what? If she mispronounced it, it's probably because she read it. Like, she probably yeah. learned it by reading. So, like, lay, like right. get off her case, which because I have to it, agree it, with a little bit. No, I totally agree, right? And, I mean, the reason why Brittany has made this conclusion is because she's like, oh, sure, tons of English words are just two <laughs> words put together to mean, like, the thing that these two words would mean. Exactly. So that is... She's a total alien in the best yes. way, you know, yes, the next, exactly. she's a kind of a, what's that one movie where, uh, 
Robin Williams plays an alien, or is it a show? It's a show where Robin Third Williams plays an alien. That nope, that definitely doesn't have Robin Williams in it. It has Bill from jo- the Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it. In it. Uh, no, this is a. Uh, this is the one where Robin Williams wears like the rainbow suspenders. I need Elf. to look this up. Not Alf. <laughs> Robin Brittany Williams wears not... rainbow suspenders and eats cats. And... <laughs> we know we know Brittany isn't an Alf because she has, she has a, cat. a cat. Yes, good point. <laughs> Maybe she's just saving it. She's raising it so it's you know. Oh uh, God! Homegrown. That's terrible. Homegrown kitty. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. So you're I'm looking, looking that this up. up. Robin Williams rainbow suspenders. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so there's a bunch of pictures. Yeah, of course Let's there are. See. Is it Reading Rainbow? It is definitely not because Reading Rainbow was never Robin Williams. <laughs> it's just a bunch oh. of images. Okay, let's see here. Mork and Mindy. Fargo. Mork and Mindy. <laughs> he was Mork. <laughs> Oh God! Isn't there a show Here. named Mark and Mindy? I maybe I think it's like a CBS comedy. Isn't it like uh, who is Paul Mork Blart from Mark and... and Mindy? <laughs> Pam Dauber. According to Wikipedia, Pam Dauber co-starred as Mindy McConnell, his human friend and roommate, and later his wife and the mother of his child. That's not what I wanted. Phone. See, okay, did, here we did go. It say, did it give you Mark and Mindy? No, it gave me Mork and Mindy because it's a show. It was the one I was thinking of. How does she father his children? Or how does she, sorry, how does she mother Here, his children? Let me, let me read this. It starred Robin Williams as Mork, an extraterrestrial who comes to Earth from the planet Ork in a small one Orkin egg, sp- one Orkin egg shaped spaceship. All right. <laughs> Pam Dauber co-starred as Mindy McConnell, his human friend and roommate, and later his wife and the mother of his child. I guess they just had similar enough anatomy, you know? I guess, yeah. In the Star Wars Expanded Universe, plenty of people are half-human, so I I can dig it. Fair enough. Anyway, so, yeah, you've made your point. Brittany is Mork. Maybe Brittany is is their child. Maybe Brittany (gasps) is Mork's child. Well... But you would think if she was Mork's child, she would uh, have a grown more a accurate yeah. per sale. Uh, yeah, like she would have grown he- grown up as human because she would be been You're right. raised no, human. She, right? She's definitely Mork 2.0 in that she is the new Mork, and Mork never existed because he's in a different universe. Anyway, that's um, right. So now that we've gotten off the Glee. Mork train, let's get back to Glee. <laughs> there, there's yes. a lot of stuff that you need to get out of. Of what we just said. Get it out of there. Okay. But anyway, so Sam, Sam introduces, is going to sing yeah. to Quinn in the third part of this Glee meeting. Sam stands yes. up. He is wearing his purple hoodie again, and his hair is combed to the front in a Jay Beebs style. And he dedicates his song to Quinn, pulls out his acoustic guitar one more time, and sings, Baby, take two. Um, yes. Yeah, and he so does, everyone he, is... He abandons the guitar uh, about, I want to say, like a fourth of the way through the song. Yeah. And the, and then, like, he has, like, the whole backup of, like, the actual, like, drums. And, Band. 
yeah. band stuff. Um, so he, everyone, as he's like getting up to do this, first of all, he calls this an anthem, which is like, what? Um, and I would then, say baby is an anthem. <laughs> I wouldn't. Um, uh, but, uh, That's because you're judgmental. J-Babe's songs are popular because they're bangers. That doesn't make them anthems. Anyway, um, everyone <laughs> kind of laughs at him because they're like, Justin Bieber, are you kidding? And then sure. all of the girls lose their shit because this show is sexist and terrible. Um, well, here's what I would say is I would be Quinn has a very uh, like good reason for why this is yes. swoon worthy later. Right. Um, so we won't talk about it now. But hey, I mean, it's a good time. I don't judge yeah, well, people for liking Justin Bieber. I don't either. But the problem is that all of the dudes in the room are like, like have these yeah. incredulous looks on their faces, being like, "What is happening to all these well, women?" Well, they have their they have those looks on their faces like at the beginning, but mostly it's no, they Finn still... who keeps that. Well, it's Finn who keeps that look, and yeah. we're about to have they're they're about to have a change of heart anyway. Uh, the song yes. is good. Um, it's fine. Yeah, um, it's it's dancing... perfectly fine, perfectly passable. The dancing is terrible. <laughs> the dancing is hilariously bad. Um, <laughs> it makes it a lot more fun to watch, to be quite honest. Um, but anyway, yeah. yeah um, but so, yeah. So uh, then we move on. We move to a scene where Puck, Artie, and Mike are talking to Sam in the locker room. And they, they say, want we want in. Yeah. They want um, in on the Justin Bieber experience. Yes. They tell them that uh, they've underestimated the power of the Biebs. Yes. Artie mansplains some oh shit Oh, my God. About... Okay, here's here's my term for it. He yeah. Artie gives us more red pill misogynistic mansplaining. Because, yeah. once Artie again... Artie is, he... like, fucking trolling those MRA forums. Yes. On 4chan so or whatever. Because, like, every time he talks about, like, the female anatomy, I just want to slap the shit out of him. Because he's, like... Yeah, or like it's terrible. Because the reason they want in is because they saw how it affected the ladies in the room, and they said that they're, they're having all a having some post Valentine's slump. Yeah. Yes, I guess, um, we gotta... I guess no one's getting their dick sucked. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's a fun. It's a we got a fun scene where uh, Mike and Tina are making out in the hallway, and then this is funny. Uh, and then <laughs> Tina is like has her phone behind Mike's head, and Mike is like, "Are yeah. you playing Angry Birds?" And she's, and she's like, like, "No." And then. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps Mike, playing Mike Angry is like, Birds. Well, yeah, but Mike is like, "Do you want to see my abs?" And she's like, "I guess." If you and want. then he shows them, but then Tina just keeps playing Angry Birds, and it is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah the the part where the part where he's like, "Do you want to see my abs?" And she's just like, "If you want to show them to me, I guess." <laughs> um, um, Finn yes. really is just. I don't, ugh, Finn is gross, yeah. I hate well, Finn. Okay, here's what happens. Finn sees this happening. He sees that Puck, Artie, yeah. and, like, probably his best friends are going up to uh, Sam and being like, be our leader, we want to be in your band. And yeah. Finn is upset by this, obviously. Trashes yeah. on um, Justin Bieber for no reason. He's just like, you realize he sucks, right? And it's like, why? He's... He's made tons of money, has tons of hit songs. People oh, love him. Maggie. He just Maggie, he hates Justin worry. Bieber because teen girls hate Justin Bieber. And Finn's a misogynist who hates teen girls because Ryan Murphy is a misogynist who hates teen girls. I'm not here yeah, well, for it. 
also, Maggie, <sighs> don't worry. Finn will come to that realization when he realizes that he can use it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, there's like a, Sam. Okay. The final interaction between Finn and Sam is some good ass shit, though. Yes. Well, because Sam accuses him of cheating, kind of yeah, backhandedly. He's like, maybe don't spend your time trying to uh, steal other people's girlfriends. And then Finn reveals that he is in on Quinn's lie. Um, well, of course like, he was. Well, yes, but. I just think it's interesting that we see multiple people throughout this episode kind of reveal they know about this lie. Because I feel like Quinn would be... I don't think I don't know why Quinn would tell other people this. Well, because they both had mono. So people wanted well, she, an explanation. Yeah. But anyway, so Finn, Finn is like, no, dude, she saved my life when I was choking on that gumball. And then he gives the shittiest yeah. shit-eating grin. His and smirk right ugh. here is just like... <laughs> yeah, I, I kissed her. Yeah, yeah, we it's, tongued. Yeah, it's really gross. Um, but then I, Sam I, lets them I in. really like yeah. this interaction, though, because I hate Finn, so I might as well see him <laughs> acting like a shithead. And, yep. like, seeing Sam kind of, like, egged on by this interaction is interesting. You know, it's compelling. Yeah, it, it is more interesting to see Sam actually have thoughts and emotions than yeah. normal when he's just <laughs> as... As a, as a character calls him later in this episode, a bag of wet hair. Um, but <laughs> so the anyway, next, the yeah. next scene, uh, we're back to Brittany and, Ra- uh, Rachel. They're yes. discussing the leg arm warmers situation because all the girls at McKinley are now wearing leg warmers on their arms. Yes. And um, Rachel's like, I want yeah. my money back. Uh, and Brittany tells her that she cannot give it back because a goat has eaten it. Yes. Well, so that's. Let's talk about that in just a second. First of all, Brittany has the dopest hat in this scene. Like, I, that can't be Rachel inspired, right? Like, that hat is so Brittany. Like, I'm not sure which one you're talking about. It's orange it's and it has those... like kind of like a like frilly brim a little, but it's like a big brim. It's like oh orange. yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, of yes. course, she has an extensive hat collection, and sometimes she wears those terrible fur hats with the ear flaps. Which she wore yes. earlier well, this that's... episode, but that's not this one. No. Yeah. Yeah, but it's so good. This hat is wonderful. She um, looks but great. so yeah, so how do we factor in the fact that Rachel or not Rachel Brittany supposedly seems to have family? Um, we've never seen them, so I think we've it's possible that like we can we can deduce that. But she has a house, and yeah, we know that w- Beast has been to that. Ha- or sorry, Coach Beast has been to that house. So has Artie. Well, yes, and Artie has claimed he's talked to her parents. So talked to her parents. I think her parents exist. I think they are, are like a kind couple who took in, you know, this sort of superhero. Oh, okay, so Superman kind of like, like a Martha, alien. Martha, and whatever yeah. Clark Kent's father's name is. That's right. I like how you remember the Martha line. Did you see Batman v Superman or something? I watched like half. I of it. I did not. It was like two hours know. into the movie, and I was like, I'm done, I think. Um, anyway. <laughs> but yeah. This uh, is where Rachel tells Brittany that they're going to have to give it one more try if Brittany can't return her money. And Brittany's yes. got a dress top to toe. Ex- exactly like Rachel. Exactly um, like Rachel. Which Rachel says, you better hurry. Kids are us closes at six. Um, there will be the sizes. The sizes, Rachel. 
<laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, so let's move on to the next scene. Sue is journaling, talking about She's... her renewed lust for life. Yeah, I called it her war journal because <laughs> That's she's pretty describing good. how she's behind em- enemy lines and how she's going to stir shit up. This transitions yes. into uh, two conversations that Sue has, one with Mercedes and one with Rachel, where yes. they, she's clearly pitting them against each other by asking each how to be a diva. Um, yes. And... Uh, D- Rachel's diva speech is pretty great. It's yeah, all about it's... how you just you have so many emotions inside and they're too big and you just have to push them away. Yes. Mercedes talks about uh, like loving yourself and like just knowing that you're the best and having um, yeah having attitude. Um, yes, but yeah. So what Sue does is after she asks them about how to be a good diva, she says, "Well, that's not what the other one said about you," and. Um, she says to Mercedes that Rachel said, quote, not that talented, which is yeah. pretty good. Um, and then she tells Rachel that Mercedes said that she is a bad leader um, and uh, something else. I don't know. Anyway, something it gets else. them riled up at each other. Yeah. yeah like, they're, and, they're riled up yeah. and they plan a diva off. A Rachel's diva off is going to yes. happen in this episode, everyone. There you go. Yeah, well, and so the camera work on that scene is actually pretty fun because they meet up in the hallway and the camera kind of like zooms around them as they're having this interaction. And then it like pans back to Sue, who is standing like back in the in the hallway watching them do this, Um, which is fun. It's it's good work because Um, because it's Sue watching her, you know, her con get pulled. She's having a good time. The next well, scene I think, is a yeah. full-on number from the expanded Justin Bieber experience. Well, it, it and yeah. it starts it starts with Finn with his arm around Quinn because he's disgusting. Oh, yeah, um, informing Ugh. her that they they will be ice rink bumper carring on Friday night. Um, to which Ugh. Quinn is lukewarm. She says, um, "I don't know what I'm doing yet." And then, like you were saying. Justin Bieber experienced the new and improved version. I uh, sings. I want to say something about Finn really quick. Okay, go Earlier for it. Earlier this season, I talked about how it seemed like Finn was being sort of like he was not becoming a worse person because of Rachel, but he was definitely like unhappy. Yes, um, and I think he was unhappy because Rachel made him be a nice person. Okay, in a way. yeah. Um. He's clearly a huge douchebag. He's clearly a total doucher. <laughs> How about this? He's always been a total doucher. Yeah. I hate no, that's him. what I'm and saying. Is I like, wanna I wanna oh, take God. back that like maybe being with Rachel made Finn a worse person because I don't think that's the case. I think he was yeah. just unhappy and was forced to like feel empathy for others. He or he does not. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because, like, um, I mean, obviously, when he and Rachel are together, like, both of them are inc- much worse people. Um, yes. But at the same time, Finn is a really bad person on his own too. Like last on week, his, he was like, own. "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kiss every girl in school for a quote good cause," and everyone else is like, Yuck. "Fuck you, you're full of shit." Um, <laughs> so like. Yeah, Finn is just a bad person. Like, oh, God. Anyway, let, think, let's talk no, about... Like, the show oh. enables him by being like, oh, but all the girls want to kiss him. 
Exactly. Like and like, and he was MVP, you know, like all this bullshit. Like the show keeps Terrible. heaping praise on Finn for being a white man who is it's on disgusting. the football team. It's exactly. disgusting. Yes. The um, so, song. Yeah. The, let's go back to the, to the good boys, the Justin yes. Biebs boys. Yeah. They, they, they sing somebody to love. Um, yes. Which it's the Justin Bieber song, not the queen yes. song. Um, yes. It's on the auditorium stage, um, and the girls again lose their shit while Finn again festers in anger. Um, I don't know. Like everyone likes it except for Finn. It's yes. not. It's not just the girls. Like, wow, I'm so horny for you, Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah, see, like that's that, that, that's not that was all it is. No, definitely, and that that's part of the reason why I was like, I'm not sure how to take this as much because. I think you're right when you were saying earlier that the real reason that this is happening is that Ryan Murphy just hates teenage girls. Um, yeah. Because I think it's completely reasonable. We've seen, and we've even seen like the girls in Glee Club, like kind of like get really excited about a performance that isn't Justin Bieber before. Cause they got really yes. excited about the kiss performance that they did um, totally. last season. And like, so it's one of those things where I can totally like from this, like at this point in it, it's very obvious that like, you know, they're just being supportive and like being yes. fun, good sports about it. Because it's but, fun to watch people sing a Justin Bieber song on stage, dressed yes. in like weird pseudo Justin Bieber cosplay. It's fun. Yes. It's just a good time. There's some fun sand work in the choreography, I, or I guess chalk. I think it's chalk dust. Yeah, um, they, which is they fun. They throw it they around like, and play yeah. with it. Mike slaps his own butt with like well, a well, and it's fun because they have like. The, the, the way the lighting is, um, they have, like, these spotlights that are on each of the four of them. Yeah. Um, and so, like, with the chalk dust, it, like, the light, like, shines it's on cool. it in a way that makes it look really cool. Yeah. It's fun. It's a good number. Um, it's a cool number overall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. So, yeah. The number so ends. At, yeah. The girls yes. do swoon. And Finn <laughs> seems frustrated and confused by what has happened. Yes. And Quinn blows him the fuck off on Friday. He's like. <laughs> yes. He comes up to her and she's like, listen, we're not hanging out on Friday. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And then, so immediately after that, we move to Puck and Zeises, um, talking about how Zyces. good the performance was. Yes, because uh, Zeises is telling us about how she really, like, Justin Bieber does it for her, but then she remembers that he looks like he's, like, 12, and then she's, like, creeped mm-hmm. out by the fact that he does it for her. Yes. Um, but anyway, so she enjoyed it's... the performance. Well, because yeah. Puck, in as per usual in his fashion, wanted to use this song to seduce Lauren. And right. He goes up to her being like, how did I do? Did I seduce you? And she's like, well, I'll give you a lower grade because uh, I don't want to feel like a pedophile. And (laughs) Puck is desperate. He is, his face, his face is just like so open and sad. And he's like, what do I have to do to get with you? Yes. He just wants to know. (laughs) Well, and so uh, Zeises tells him um, that, uh, she she has some she has some things brewing, so she'll keep him posted yes. on some ways that uh, he can kind of prove himself to her. Um, and so then Before we cut we get to... to the next couple oh, interaction. Sure. Can we talk about Puck's hairpiece? <laughs> yes. So okay. So we we kind of skipped over that. You, you if you're yeah. if you're a human being who was alive um, <laughs> and functioning in 2011, you'll know that Justin Bieber's hairstyle is 
a very specific iconic. lesbian cut um, where it is iconic. the hair is over his eye. Um, so when the other, so, so when Puck, Artie and Mike um, went to talk to Sam about joining the Justin Bieber experience um, at the end of that interaction, when Sam let them in, he said, we'll have to do something about Puck's hair. Because if you'll remember, Puck has like a bit Puck of a mohawk. Mohawk. Yeah. It's, um, his, it's his power hawk. Like Samson, when it, when it comes off, he, loses all power um <laughs> yeah yeah well, so, in this scene yeah. he, he is wearing a gray hoodie and underneath there seems to be some sort of hair piece that is causing the swoopy <laughs> justin bieber bang it's yes. not blonde though it is a dark no. color to match yes. puck's actual hair i guess but yes. we never see the full wig it's always no. half underneath the hoodie well see that's the thing is i'm pretty sure it's just attached to the hoodie <laughs> Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure if you took it off, like, if you took the hood off, it, the hairpiece would go with it, and he would just have his mohawk there. I love that um, idea. Oh, yes. Why like, isn't that a thing? Like, why don't they have wigs that are just attached to the inside of hoods, so that way it looks like you're wearing... Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's great. Um, because, yeah, because obviously Artie and Mike have hair, but not that much hair. Like... No. Somehow they're able to get bangs, swoopy bangs, even though, yeah, the, it's, especially it's like all, Mike doesn't have a lot styling, of hair. It's styling, because there is yeah. a moment when Finn finally comes to the right. J. Beebs train uh, later in the episode. His hair is combed forward in, in a very small swoopy bang. Yes. So. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway. So, yeah. So, we had Puck and Dicey's talk, and now um, uh, Quinn is talking to Sam. Um, Quam and- is confirming. Their Friday yes, night for date. Friday night, which we find out why why the place that they were going was called Color Me Mine. It's so that Sam can make the joke, "I'll color you yours any day." Once Quinn confirms hmm. the date, which is hmm. yeah, not great, <laughs> not a very funny joke. Um, Santana <laughs> arrives so then, at the end of uh, this interaction because Quinn yes. just sort of flounces off, um, and Santana yes. comes up to comes up to sam and is like hey i'm here to tempt you as uh well, someone who just loves stirring shit up i am here yes. to you know uh wear this cool fringe leather jacket yes yeah she, she doesn't really do much in terms of like like seducing so much she's more like we have to talk um yeah but I would say that Santana at least at least that's what, what i remember is she, i mean yeah, santana yeah. knows what she's doing here though like she is oh definitely when you say that there's that she's, she's not starting trying to, to seduce him, she is because this she's wearing like a yeah. like an out she's wearing an outfit that is like really seems to be intentioned to uh like play appeal and, like play to Sam, you know? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, okay. So she's starting to sow the seeds, maybe. But she says we need to talk, um, but we don't really get into that yet because instead. We cut to a Quinn and Finn in the hallway because that's... I don't care. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Finn is confronting yeah. Quinn about how she chose Sam. And yep. Quinn's like, here's where Quinn gives the good reasoning for why the yes. J-Beebs experience was attractive. She's like, well, when he was up there, he just had no shame. And he just gave his all. I found that very attractive. And Yes. Well, yeah, yeah she... Yeah, it's because he was super confident, you know, and that's sexy. And she says he's an artist. Um, to which, He's like, she walks off after she gives this reasoning, 
And then Finn has a look on his face, and it's not a good one because it's the one. It's the one where we we all know. Oh, like oh, cool! He's gonna steal somebody else's idea now because he thinks he's smart. That's right. Yeah. So um, just like Will, the next scene is Puck watching Lauren uh, Greco wrestling people. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Puck is up in the stands, and Lauren is just taking down competitor by competitor. Yes. She kicks some ass. Like she is a really good wrestler. Um, but so then uh, after what? So she finishes (laughs) up. Puck's yeah. opening line to Lauren <laughs> here is um, an interesting choice for sure. I mean, it definitely Lauren, fits with Puck. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely fits with Puck. And it sets a mood for the rest of the scene. He asks Lauren if any of the boys she wrestles uh, get erections while they're wrestling. <laughs> Which I'm just sort of like, Puck, do, y- do you have one? <laughs> Is that why I mean, you're obviously, yeah. Like he's yes. like, when we wrestle, I'm gonna have an erection. Is that cool? <laughs> I just um, want to tell you. I want to tell you now that when we wrestle, when I finally <laughs> seduced you and we wrestle, I will. I will be fully erect. But um, she she kind of like blows this off, where she's like, stop being a creep. Um, I mean, but, some some guys must, right? Right. No, definitely. I would imagine so. I think you wear cups, though, so I don't know if it would be... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um... I hope Puck, you wear cups, because, you Puck know... Kind of, yeah, well, it seems a little cheaty to, like, kick someone else in the balls while you're wrestling. Um, but yeah. Puck kind of gets roped into Zeissy's plan for a number for Glee, because she's like, hey, I've, this is my thing. I'm going to do a number, um, and I need you to play to guitar. And he's like, cool. And she's like, also, I am worried about getting nervous because I, Ah. and she's like, I'm a badass, but like, you know, singing isn't really my thing. So like, I don't want to, I want to make sure I do a really good job. Yeah. And then it's cute for sure. Yeah. And Puck agrees to anything she says. He's obviously really just trying to impress her, which is cute. Um, And he he gives her the underwear trick. Yeah. Yeah, he tells her that when she gets nervous, she just needs to imagine everyone in their underwear, which is a fun little uh, sneak peek into what we're going to see. The next scene is the diva off. Yes. Brittany is wearing the full Rachel Berry. Yes. Carousel horse sweater included. Yep. And um, so, so yeah, so we start with, we see Brittany could, doing you that. You could say that the girls take an approach uh, similar to the boys in this episode. They do the full Rachel Berry experience. Um, That's true. Not Justin Bieber. Well, my notes specifically say Brittany's got Rachel all over her because. <laughs> it, if it, only. I mean, only yeah. in my fan fiction. <laughs> but yeah, and then so we get a little bit of that. And then we see Finn is copying Sam and the other JB boys dressing up as Justin Bieber. Um, yes. Like you were saying, he's got his hair swooped. The, he's wearing the small, a red hoodie. shitty swoopy bang. Yes. Um, Just barely peeking out from underneath his hoodie hood. And, and every yeah. when people come in, they see Finn dressed like this, and they're like, ugh. Specifically Quinn. Like, Quinn is kind of <laughs> yes. grossed out by how Finn is dressed. Well, and honestly, I think part of it, too, is that people are like, really? Wow. Like, they're like, On that bandwagon, yeah. huh? You know they're not yep. going to let you into the Justin Bieber experience. Yeah. But so that's – and um, I don't remember who it was, but somebody was like, hey, why are you 
like I thought you hated Justin Bieber. And then Finn gives us this really shitty, obviously fake excuse where he's like, well, the guy's got like a million views on YouTube. So like he obviously knows how to, you know, have a brand. So I'm just copying yeah. him because obviously that's how you make your brand is by stealing someone else's. Like, so fuck you, stupid. Finn. So yes. this is the um, diva off. So let's stop yes. talking about Finn because I hate Finn. <laughs> Rachel yeah. and Mercedes sing "Take Me, Baby, or Leave Me." As well, it's we just were take me or at leave the beginning. Me. Yeah, is it just "Take Me or Leave Me"? There's no baby yes. in there. Uh, no. Whatever. Uh, that, it's a great otherwise, song. this could have been this could have been the baby episode. Will could have gone uh-huh. up there and baby and be like, "Why didn't they do this first season when Quinn was pregnant?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we could have had the unwed mothership connection saying something. Yikes! Else, that would have been nice. <laughs> Anyway, it's a good yes. song by itself, yes. obviously. Uh, yes. But Rachel and Mercedes sing it beautifully, of course. Yes. Rachel talks about how this is her home turf because it is Broadway. And Mercedes is like, yeah, okay, bitch, you're going to get beat anyway. Well, yeah, so so here's the thing is that Rachel opens this up by saying that she, quote, convinced Mercedes to do a Broadway song. And while she was saying this, the first time I watched it, I was like, Oh, you convinced Mercedes to do a white song because yeah, you knew that if you sang anything by a black artist, she you would you lose. Would, you <laughs> would lose. She would absolutely lose. And Which, this is, yeah. uh, I mean, I thought the same thing because <laughs> Glia yes. said it said it themselves. Yeah. Broadway Which, is the music of the oppressor. Right. Which, to be fair, like when she said Broadway, I was like, okay, great. We're still going to hit something stupid and awful. Um, At least not, not Rent nice, is, is one of very... the gayer musicals that you can go exactly. for. Yeah. Well, and that's that was the thing is when they started singing Rent, I was like, oh, this is actually really good. Because this, if, you, if you've never seen Rent, this song is actually kind of it's a love a, song. It's a breakup. Between, it's a yeah. half breakup song, half angry sex, half um, <laughs> in love song yes. between two women. Yes. Uh, and um, and one of them is black. So like is black. Yes. It, it works perfectly. It's honestly the best diva off song we have seen so far where like they keep trying to push agree. this idea of like a diva off, but they use like wicked and then they use At least this one is actually a duet. God, who knows? Yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing. It's, it's a duet and it's between two women. So it really fits with the idea of like two divas and like it's just so good. Like, it's yeah, really, when I was really watching good. it, I was just stricken by what a good plot line it would be if Mercedes and Rachel were in love. <laughs> well, so I like you had sent that before I was taking notes. Yeah. Um, but I when I was watching that. it, I was I was thinking about that. I was like, it's so curious that in Glee, all of the like the, the way that they decided to do their like minority like check yeah. boxes is that they had one character that filled the role like. Kurt is the gay one. Yeah. And then Santana ends up being the lesbian one. But it's like Well, she's also how much... she's also the Latinx one. So Right. There <laughs> well, you go. Yeah. <laughs> but like how much better would it have been if they just made it where it was like, hey, maybe some of these boring white people that are the main characters maybe make them a little fluid, you know, like yeah. just play with it a little bit instead of making them super boring all the time, which is yeah, unfortunately I mean... what happens. So I recently watched the entire, uh, like, all the episodes of this show called Faking It. Yeah. Which, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's no, It was an MTV show um, that came out a couple years back where the premise is that two 
uh, girls in high school who are best friends decide to fake being lesbians to be popular. Okay. Uh, bear with me here, okay? Okay. It's because okay. they go to a, like a really progressive high school in Austin, and sure. somebody puts them up for homecoming queens, and they're both like, "We're straight, but we're we'll, we should fake it to be popular." And right. Then they kiss, and one of them's like, I'm not straight. Oh, no. And that's the whole show. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the re- I, 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 watching that, because it's all t- it takes place in this high school, and, you know, there's yeah. Glee vibes because teen drama or whatever. Sure. And, uh, yeah, just coming back to Glee after watching all of Faking It, I was like, why aren't these teens gayer? You know, I'd much rather <laughs> see gayer teens. When did Faking It come out? I think it started in 2013, I want to say. Okay. okay, so, yeah, I mean, to be fair, and I don't like to give Glee credit for things, but I think but it yeah, is no, fair to be like... There's, defi- there's definite references in shows yeah. after Glee. Like, you can yeah. sort of tell that there's a little bit of difference from, from high school shows before and after, I think. Yes. Yeah, I think so, too. And also, like, I think um, in kind of the same way, I, I was talk- I've been talking with someone about how... Um, Modern Family has kind of made it easier, I think, for like popular, like for like syndicated TV to kind of approach the idea of family in new ways, where it's like we've seen more like diverse meat, like like as compared to you know, say like '90s and early 2000s, where like everyone is nuclear families. But there was the renaissance of like like black sitcoms in the '90s. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, but I mean, but even then, like a lot of those were, families are like nuclear families. Classics, where it's like classic family, quote unquote, fl- family structures. Those yes. to make them palatable for white America. Right. Which, yeah. You know? But like, but like nowadays, I, I think there are more television shows that are like, oh, like, you know, we're we're changing our ideas about what it means to be like an adopted yeah. kid or what it means to be this like, is, you this know. This is my gay two, mom yeah. and her, uh, this is my gay mom and her th- her three lovers, you know. Exactly. Sort of thing. Yeah. So anyway, but I think it's fair to say that like Glee kind of made it easier. So like I think a show like Faking It kind of not saying that like it owes very much to Glee, but like no. the idea of a show faking like Faking It probably was easier to push, even though it's even not oh, MTV. Oh, for sure. Definitely. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But. but- anyway no let's not give glee too much credit let's get back to it they end up solving their differences through song through take me or leave me rachel and mercedes realize that they're both badasses because they both sang so well and then they hug at the end yes yeah and so um then we cut well at the end of this sue is like where's the hate and everyone's like not oh sue Sue." yeah (laughs) so then so then we cut to Sue is in Will's office because she has been summoned there because she's in trouble. Um, but so when Sue goes just to his zoom right through this part. <laughs> well, no, we have to talk about it a little bit because she goes to Will's office and he asks her for her plans for the next night. Unfortunately, we are not having a revival of the Sue and Shoe like ship, which happened in season one, which I would have been a total fan of because that relationship chip makes no sense and also is it's hilarious so weird <laughs> but but no instead um uh will is bringing sue to the hospital they are yes. going to the uh pediatric cancer ward 
Um, yes. Which and is the, the unearned. The following scene is exploitative and unearned, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Sue is a little bit reluctant to go, but they end up going. Yes. Then they have sick children in their laps, and they sing This Little Light of Mine. Yes. Um, so I I wrote some notes about how this doesn't yeah. fit Will's character at all. Will no. claims that he does this like once a month or something. But um, Will is so selfish, he would never do that. Exactly. So part of me, I, I said part of me wishes this really was Shoe, like this really was Will, um, but I it, can't believe it. It reads because... to me as Matthew Morrison uh, wh- yeah. whisking uh, Sue away. Right. to this pediatric cancer ward. You know, yeah. Will Will is selfish and he there's a point that like I don't know. He didn't well, he wasn't singing before he started New Directions up again. So yes. how long could he have possibly been doing this? Yeah. I just well, I just don't it doesn't it, make sense to me either. Yeah, cuz he obviously knows the um the, the nurse, nurse who is there. Um, but like, here's my thing is this really comes off as will on some kind of like power trip where he's like, you know, forcing Sue to do this because and he knows it'll make her uncomfortable. And honestly, when I was watching it the first time, I was like, does will do this because he gets some sort of like sick, like validation out of it where he's like, yes, like, no, I'm... absolutely. That's why he's. <laughs> that's why he does it. It's because he wants to feel feel self important. You right. know, we're like or like, yeah. My my thing is like the first time, and this is completely unfair. But I was like, yeah, I'm sure he loves to go there and just just you know remind himself, ha, I'm an adult and you never will be because you have cancer. Like God, <laughs> I don't think he's doing that, and I don't think it's like a on a like a conscious level that he's doing this for himself it's definitely more of a subconscious um yeah well that's the thing is i didn't think i don't think he's thinking that i'm i think that he's subconscious is giving him that where he's like look at how good of a person i am i am doing this to help these people even though like i know that this doesn't really help them you know yeah so should we have done this let's make a final decision here should yeah it's no it's a no it's, from the. It's exactly it's be a no from me, dog. <laughs> it's it's exactly the same problems that I had with the part in season one where they introduced yeah. the paraplegic character for an episode and expect us to feel something, where it's like no, you don't just get to like trot like people that have, um, people that have issues, like in front of an audience to like get like unearned emotion, you know? Yeah. Totally. Any, yeah. Anyway, um, that scene ends. Um, and, and we, we go moved... to the Rachel Berry experience. <laughs> yes. So Quinn and Santana are in the hallway, and they are dressed as Rachel. But they they're raving about Britney's new fashion trends. I would say, really, they're dressed uh, as Rachel by Britney. Yes. <laughs> that's that's what I would call it. Uh, well, they are yeah, wearing, yeah. like, tight... They're we should describe it a little bit because Rachel sure. does have a look, but it's not the same thing every day. Right. This is like the exact same outfit that Brittany was wearing. It's a short plaid skirt with a carousel horse sweater with a collar underneath and tights and loafers. And they're, d- yes. they're talking about how this is just like such a good outfit. Santana yes. describes Brittany as a fashion institution. 
which well, is great. Santana also says, um, I feel hot and smart. I feel like Michelle Obama, which is... I feel like Michelle Obama. <laughs> but yeah, so Tina, Tina arrives. She is also wearing this. Um, and the two of them, or the three of them, Tina, Quinn, and Santana, mock Rachel for wearing a reindeer sweater. She is yes. literally wearing the exact same outfit, except her sweater has a reindeer on it, not a carousel yes. horse. Rachel, because um, Rachel comes up to them and she's like, you're all wearing... What I'm, this is great. And they're like, yes. you're not wearing what we're wearing, Rachel. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, and yeah, and so, um, that Brit, or this well, is Rachel, Rachel gets really, in, yeah. She admits everything. She admits that Brittany only wore her clothes, the clothes that she did, because Rachel paid her. Rachel seems sort of ashamed at this as she's saying it. She says it anyway. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, she should. She obviously, like, when you're, when you're like, I was so desperate for people to, have my brand that I paid someone who is an actual trendsetter to do it. But the best part is that Santana, Tina, and Quinn are like, you're a liar. How dare you try to take <laughs> yes. this away from Brittany? <laughs> like, <laughs> why, why would you take this away from Brittany? <laughs> then it's then Rachel, uh, the other half of the scene, Rachel goes down the hallway to see Brittany herself uh, wearing a similar getup to what she had on before, but I'm not sure if she's wearing the carousel horse sweater specifically. She no, yeah, gives yeah, Rach yeah. some tough love here. Yes. Well, yeah, so yeah, so we find out that um, Rachel demands her money back again, and we find out that Brittany actually paid uh, uh, Jacob Ben Israel to be her publicist, which landed her a spot on no, the. I don't, uh, think, Sar- I don't think it is Jacob Jen. I don't. Let me. Let me explain. That's what she says. She says that she no, paid... No, what she, what she says is that she's hired a publicist yes. because uh, oh. Jacob Ben Israel posted something that had her na- that then leaded to having her named most fashionable teen in America. Yes, by the Sartorialist, which is a real fashion blog, by the way. I looked it up after this. Um, That's fun. Uh, but yeah, so... Um, uh, yeah, so like she's saying, she's become like a really big sensation because of this outfit. Um, and then, and like she you were tells saying, Rachel yeah. that uh, even, Rachel's like, "But this is my clothes. This is my style." And Brittany's like, "Listen, Rachel, people don't like you. They don't like the way you dress, and you just need to relax." <laughs> yes, and well, I, I think this is where yeah. Rachel talks about like trying to make a comeback, and Brittany's like, "From what? What I- are you talking about?" Yeah, exactly. I, I think I think that's this is the scene. But also, Brittany is like, you're not a trendsetter. People look at you, and they well, all they see is a cat getting his temperature taken and then screaming. Yeah, <laughs> and like and they're not wrong. Like, yeah, uh, she leaves the interaction with a well. I have to go. I'm being interviewed by Teen Vogue, and then just <laughs> leaves. And it's like, yes. Brittany, so, uh, yes. So obviously, Brittany is not concerned about her potentially getting her alien status revealed. I would say, why like, would she? You know, I, I think. Yeah, I. That's true. Well, I what I would say is that Brittany chose the facade of her look very carefully, right? right. I don't. I yeah. think she she has an alien form and a human form, and she chose oh. this human form specifically. Like a, yes. a attractive blonde because she knew people wouldn't question right her. the fact that they like would... she might not know everything or yeah be a really good dancer or eat cats yeah yeah um so 
let's she's hiding in plain scene. sight. Yeah, the next scene to, is yes. Lauren's big song. She is <laughs> yes. uh, in the choir room with New Directions uh, in the uh, the chairs, watch ra- waiting to see her sing. She ends up singing yes. with Puck, Tina, and Brittany. Puck with his guitar. Yes. Tina and Brittany with uh, some fun choreographed moves. Yes. Well, and they're this also both fun, wearing like, the look. Like it's yeah. great. <laughs> it it is it is great. Uh, they this is this turns into sort of an underwear AU. Um, yes. Well. So yeah. So let's talk about the song. So the song is I know, I know what, what boys, boys like, like by the waitresses. Um, I know what bo- guys like. I know what boys want. Exactly. It's you. You've definitely heard the song. Is the thing. It's, it's not a, good song. a great song. I like it. Um, <laughs> Well, the thing is, like, it's very it's, monotonous, it's, which is interesting. I would say deadpan. I would say it's, um, you know, sort of a, it. It's sort yes, of a no, wry song yeah. in its way. Yes. Uh, um, but but so um, it, it starts. Lauren not describes great. it before yeah. she gets into singing it. She describes this song in this way. She is like, if I were a country, my flag would be the middle finger. Uh, <laughs> yep. And, and this. This would be and my this national song would anthem. be my anthem, <laughs> which I guess ties it into the theme of anthem. Yes, um, but yeah, so it starts not great, like I was saying. But then she looks up and Puck mouths the word underwear at her, and then she imagines everyone in their underwear, and it turns really good. Um, but yeah, Sue was the we, only interesting one in my opinion because she's in yeah. full on vinyl. She's wearing like a vinyl yeah. gown. <laughs> she, she's she's like dominatrix dress. Like, yes. it's great. Um, and she has, like, a mask and everything, which is hilarious. Um, so, yeah. So, Suze is great. But um, everyone else in the Glee Club. I would say they're boring. Most, yeah. Most of them are wearing shirts or, like, in, in for the guys are wearing shirts. Or for the girls, slips. they're wearing, like, onesie, like, swimsuit-esque no, underwear. No, they're slips. They're, like, dress. That's, is that what that like- called? It's like a dress, like a like a nightie or a, like a nightgown or they're slips. <laughs> okay. Well, but yeah, they're wearing very like <laughs> Un- a very they're not, they're not wearing, underwear. Yeah, they're modest underwear, I would say. <laughs> well, yeah, but so um we don't see any any tummies. No, and we also don't see any peen. <laughs> well, we is... wouldn't. Um well, Puck is in his underwear, but he's wearing uh uh He's wearing a wife beater on top, and then he has his guitar in front of his peen area. So yeah, well, lucky there. him because he seems very turned on by this song. <laughs> yes. So yeah. So after I have an, I have a note here, yeah. um, which it might be a little blue, but I'm going to read it anyway. <laughs> Puck is fully hard behind that guitar props. Well, yeah. So Zeissy's. So that's the thing is after she starts imagining everyone in their underwear, she kind of just like goes for it. She goes which for is it. Great. Cause like, she does push she, Artie's head into her tits at one point. Yeah. She, she forces him to motorboat her, which is great. He seems, um, he seems dazed, but like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Mike, <laughs> like kind of gives him like a thumbs up, I think, which is pretty funny. Um, and then, uh, uh, yeah. Like Zeiss just kind of like stomping around, like, Kind of like yell singing at people, which yeah, is this song. Of, like that's how the song of like is supposed the, to go. Well, yeah, 
the original song is much more deadpan and just sort of blandly delivered, whereas yeah. Zeiss kind of turns it into like an anth, like a yelling anthem, just like a just, hate ballad. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> but yeah, so she she uh, almost kisses Puck, calls him a sucker, which is great, and then at yeah. the end she she shoves Brittany and Tina to the ground as yes. like part of the choreography and it is it's so great. good. Like they, it's wonderful. They hit the ground hard too. <laughs> you, we get yeah. sound effects of them falling. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, it's great. I really like Lauren teasing Puck. I like it a yes. lot. Like, yes. Um, you know, yeah, and all, so, all teasing, no pleasing. I'm, I, it's <laughs> more compelling than these teens who just make out all the time. <laughs> that's true. Um, and also, yeah, I think the problem is over the past season and a half, we've seen Puck as someone who like always gets what he wants because he's mm-hmm. popular and like he's attractive. Puck. I he's guess. He's Noah Puckerman. Um, but it's cool to see someone be like, "No, no, you can't have that." Like, yep. Even though he like is, and it, yeah. Anyway, um, Will does not seem very enthusiastic about this performance. No, he. I think he's upset by the sexual overtones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he probably. doesn't say anything about it <laughs> at the end no. of the song. He's just like, "That was interesting, Lauren." Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. So, yeah. um, but so then we cut from this to the library. Um, Santana and Sam are th- having a discussion. Uh, <laughs> yes. Well, so this scene opens with Sam giving us his James Earl Jones impression, yeah. and then talking about how he's going to swallow the sun. But so here's the thing. Santana says, first of all, that's offensive. First off, that's offensive. He shot Martin Luther King, Um, (laughs) which is a fantastic joke, honestly, because the guy who shot Martin Luther King is named James Earl Ray. Yeah. Like, no, but it's it's a deep cut reference that I would say a lot of people wouldn't get on the first watch, especially exactly. teens who this show yeah. is directed to. <laughs> yes, I agree. It definitely falls in the category of a lot of like these like real deep cut jokes that Glee, like Ryan Murphy is like showing Ryan off Murphy that he knows them. so much, yep. um, but he doesn't really. Yeah. Anyway. Santana yeah. goes in with the, you know, false offense joke. And then she negs Sam hard being like, listen, you're a huge dork. <laughs> And now that your mouth out is of, huge, yeah, yeah, your mouth, your mouth is enormous, and uh, I gotta get on them froggy lips. Yes, she and, calls everyone yeah. out on their shit in this moment. She calls out yes. uh, Finn and Quinn for their bullshit story, and Sam for believing it. Yes, um, and she offers her services quote as a mistress. Yes, um, <laughs> I love to, that. <laughs> in order to make Sam like seem popular cool. <laughs> even though he is a big dweeb um it's, it's to hide his like nerdy interior is yes. sort of what she's getting at yes she's and like, she also let me be your facade <laughs> yeah so she she calls out she she points out how insane the gumball story is um, yes and then she also points out that by like dumping quinn and going out with santana Sam will be kind of giving Finn a huge middle finger um, because yeah, Finn is in love with totally. Quinn and also has slept with Santana. So Sam is yes. very intrigued by this. Yes. 
And also, like, if you could wash your hands of all the Quinn Finn drama, why not? Get it? <laughs> yeah, like take your out while you still can. Like, <laughs> goddamn. I. That's part of it, though. Is this whole plot line is about how Sam is like, oh, but I don't want to let go of Quinn because she makes me popular. And I'm like, how's about just give her up? I don't up? think She's I, not worth his it. reasoning isn't because Quinn makes him popular. It's because he likes Quinn. He does yeah. like her. Yeah. I don't know why, despite, though. Despite all, yeah. like, <laughs> us, like what we've seen and what we hear and their chemistry on screen, I think right. he does like her. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, let, well, the we're going to have to get back to Sue, this. Yeah. Sue is barging into Shu's office and wants yeah. to sing an anthem for real. She says the, yes. di- the New Directions haven't picked an actual anthem. Sue is a, Shu Which... is a terrible teacher, obviously. Yes. Uh, yes. And then we cut to the auditorium where the yes. Glee Club is singing My Chemical Romances Sing. Yes. Um, yeah. Finn and Rachel lead, which is kind of blech um but they're all dressed as lumberjacks i guess yeah red red plaid and fur hats for a lot of them yeah because like here's the thing obviously like when it starts i was like oh you know i think they're kind of aiming for that kind of like grungy look but they're not because like multiple people are wearing hats that very much suggest we live in the northern cold reaches because like finn is wearing a beanie Artie yeah. is wearing one of the, like, wearing, I'm pretty sure, Britney's fur hat that has, like, the ear flaps. Like, it's yep. just one of those things where I'm like, why? This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, uh, it, it doesn't make sense. It does feel somewhat grungy, but not in an intentional way. Not really. No. Sue yeah, wears and- a tracksuit, but it is, <laughs> is plaid. <laughs> yes, which is pretty good. Um, the choreography in this number is running. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of running. Sitting. I think I think it's. <laughs> standing because anthems need to be belted right right and belting can only happen if you are standing and not well, doing anything but, but so here's the thing though so it starts with like rachel and finn like standing on stage belting because we haven't been there before except we have literally <laughs> every time they lead a ballad or an anthem or whatever um and then all of the other people like run out on stage and then they all run in a big circle and then it ends with all of them sitting on the edge of the stage yeah. Like singing. And I was like, this choreography stinks. Like <laughs> No, it's it's terrible choreography. I you know, this is really where the quote fine and inoffensive hit home for me. Because this song <laughs> yes. is fine. Yeah. It is inoffensive. Especially not, when it's I don't think yeah. it's a great cover of it. No. I don't think it's a great choice for an anthem to be sung no. at regionals if that's the theme. Yeah. I, it's um, it's forgettable, TBH. The yeah. next scene, it's Quam well, breaking I up just had a, for real. I just had a oh, quick note what? on that last What's scene. Up? The camera work during the like musical number is nauseating. We're back oh, yeah. to like a roller coastery, like terrible camera. Sure. Work, which I there like, is a point when they're sitting on the lip of the stage and the camera yeah. is tilted like underneath them tilted up at their faces and moving really fast <laughs> yes that's why. exactly where it is <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it, it was like why would they do that there's no reason to do that well because maggie the song didn't make you sick because it was inoffensive and then the pre- presentation didn't make you sick because it was also inoffensive so they had to find some way of making you feel sick some way to make me not <laughs> like it 
way. <laughs> yes. Ugh. But yeah, so let's move on. Let's move on to the Quam breakup scene. Um, Finally. Yes. We're in the hallway. Let's get Barbie and Ken out of out of their dream house. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So Quinn arrives, um, comes up to Sam, is like, oh, can I borrow your shirt for Color Me Mine? I have a thing for wearing my boyfriend's clothes. It really gets me off. Um, and then Sam is like, well, we're not dating. And Quinn is like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm dumping you because you cheated on me with Finn. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then Quinn doesn't <laughs> take this particularly well. Um, not, not, but, she doesn't throw like a Sue Rampage or anything. Well, she's she just doesn't. Seems... She doesn't. Well, Sam's like, didn't like look at me in the face and deny that you kissed him. And, you know, maybe we could work this out. And she looks at him and she can't do it because, you know, yes. she would be yeah. lying. And she says, uh, I want to be with you, Sam. And Sam's like, well, I, I don't want to be with you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the best part is, yeah. So he says that. And then he says something in Navi. You'll remember he's a huge nerd. Yep. <laughs> um, and he's like, oh, Santana told me I should stop saying things in Navi. Since when are you doing stuff that, that Santana tells you to do? And then we find out that Sam and Santana are dating now. Because dating. rather than using the Santana as a mistress option, Sam prefers the more wholesome route of... Full, full on girlfriend. Okay. Yes. Sure. Um, the the fun part about this scene is that there is a weird slow version of Baby underneath all of yeah. it. Where Sam... It's <laughs> with is, Sam singing so it. so weird. It is <laughs> bizarre. The like, final Baby... <laughs> obviously like we we got to hear the full lyrics of the song earlier but like the t- the song is talking about how like his first love like broke, broke his heart, his heart. For the first time yeah and so like i guess it fits but it's so fucking stupid like yeah baby i thought you'd always be mine <laughs> but i guess i was wrong <laughs> but yeah um i just i just remembered a part of uh a scene with quinn and finn from earlier that we we glossed over this last bit that yeah I want to talk about for a second, okay? Okay, sure. So there's a part where Quinn is describing why Sam, she found Sam as Justin Bieber sexy. And yeah. she leans in to Finn and, like, whispers sexily in his ear, being like, it just really gets me going. <laughs> she, like, fucking well, bounces. Well, no, Can I'm pretty ta- sure she... I'm pretty what? sure she's like... Art, artist, or she's like, artistry. Artists really, really turn me, me on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then she just like bounces and walks away. So, yeah. what is what is Quinn's game here? Because at that I point she'd no already idea. chosen Sam. So why is yeah. she whispering sexy stuff into Finn's ear? Like, what's her? See, I don't know. See, aim? that's what's your goal. That's part of the thing about like all of these relationships that I am having a lot of trouble with is that everyone here seems to be completely unwilling to let go of anyone else. Yeah. Even, even if they're not attracted to them, like Finn is not interested in Rachel, but he still leads her on because it's fun for him, I guess. Like it's nice for him to have, like it's awful. And so I think Quinn is just in that same camp of like, yeah, you know, I've chosen Sam, but it's nice to have, people fawning over me so i guess Mm, i'm gonna keep finn on the line too yeah it's not great they're really bad people (laughs) but um so let's let's get back to uh the present yeah current time in our glee recap here new directions meeting uh rach is describing how she thinks sing isn't good enough just like we sort of concluded uh sing isn't good enough for regionals and that they need to write original songs if they want to stand out 
that yes. is. Which, which yeah, so yeah, Will Will is like, we're all we're gonna do sing, guys. Isn't it really good? And they're all like, yeah. <laughs> and then um, Rachel suggests this original song idea, and then Will's like, well, I guess to be fair, let's have a vote. And the only person who votes for original songs is Rachel. Everyone it else Rachel. votes for sing because they're lazy fucks. Um, that, that's that's really how it reads. That they're, <laughs> they just didn't want to do the work. <laughs> yep. And so um, so then everyone leaves. Um, and then Sue arrives, uh, and Will's like, hey, we missed you in class today, which is funny, because normally we wouldn't miss you ever, because you're terrible. And then um, Sue tells Will she's back on track, she's feeling good, she's, because... Yeah, she's back on her feet, and she's doing good, and big twist, she's the coach of Oral Intensity. Yes. Great. Yes. Um, That's so, the whole scene, though. Well, <laughs> Thank I, God. I think... The main thing is that she, as she's leaving the room, she turns off the lights and then Will throws sheet music on the ground. Um, so I think the assumption we're supposed to make God. is that Sing is now off the table because Sue knows that they were going to do it, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's I, great. whatever. Um, I like it when Will is angry. So anyway. Um, the next scene what, is Finchel. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Finn has come up, has approached Rachel in the hallway and he tells her that he agrees with her about doing original songs. Uh, but he and didn't she's like, vote well, why for didn't it. you fucking <laughs> yeah, say like... that before? <laughs> and um, he's he like, well, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Rachel... Yeah, he then manipulates Rachel into doing all the work. She's like, yes. great, we can write these original songs together. And Finn's like, I think you should do it. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I think, I think the only way we're going to be able to convince them is if you do all the work. Well, and the best part is he also calls her a trendsetter, which is disgusting considering what has been happening this episode. Um, And then he says, says, I think she's making a comeback. (laughs) Yep. Because he's like, he's like, I really like old Rachel. And I saw some of old Rachel in what you just did because she's quote, focused and take no prisoners. And I think she's making a comeback. And then that's like where the episode ends. It's just like, fuck this. Like, yeah. It's, no, it's such you. a mediocre ending, obviously. Um, yes. Because, of course, why wouldn't it be a mediocre ending? It's Glee. Exactly. I don't know. This, I mean, like, Rachel making a comeback thing, I felt like she was focused and determined even after, This like, entire the time. Bre- well, even yeah. after the Finchel breakup. It, is that what she's coming back from? Like, I guess. After yeah, she like... broke up with Finn, she was obsessed with getting him back. She was still determined. <laughs> just about something yeah. else. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't understand what she's supposed to be coming back from either. Um, but to be fair, like I think this is a notably bad ending for a Glee episode because in the past, <laughs> at least they end with like a song, you know? Yeah. Like at least in the past, it's been like kind of upbeat as an ending. Not necessarily upbeat. Sometimes it's supposed to be sad yeah. or whatever. But like it's a song, so it's much better to like end on a note than it is to just like end on this weird interaction and then it just is over like (laughs) it's just bad well i mean a couple episodes a couple episodes ago we ended on the um finn quinn kiss oh um like that's kind of impactful though like that's that's dramatic that's what i'm I'm saying is that glee can glee can do like a uh, non-musical impactful ending 
I yeah. think that is what they were attempting to do here, but it doesn't track. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no. We don't know what Rachel's coming back from. We never got a monologue from Rachel about how she's making a comeback. Like, what the fuck? Well, this is so and dumb. Also, and also, like, it's, like, you you put it very well when it's, like, Finn is literally just, like, yeah, you should do it, but also you do all of the work. And, like... <laughs> The way that he plays it is masterful because (laughs) (laughs) Rachel is like, oh, yeah, we're going to do it, right? And he's just like, you know what? I think the only way it's going to work is if you do it. (laughs) It's so good. You're right. You're right. This is that is the nice, like cunning, manipulative side of Finn that we only get to see sometimes. But it works like it does. God. Anyway, let us get to the podcast business. I know what podcast business like likes. <laughs> nope. I know uh, what we want. We want this episode to end. <laughs> Rachel, take it away. But it's a metaphor, and metaphors are important. Gold stars are important because gold stars, gold stars are, are a metaphor for me being a star. Cool. Okay, let's move into. The gold stars. Who sure. are you going to give a gold star to this week? I am going to be giving my gold star to Pisces. I'm splitting it between the two of them. Okay. Puck and Lauren. There you go. That's who's okay. getting them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, except any re- also uh, three way. <laughs> it's a th- I'm, okay. I'm splitting it three ways because I also want to give some to Brittany because I think Brittany's performance is pretty great in this episode, and we have a lot of alien proof. She deserves part of the star. There you go. Sure. Okay. Um, I'm giving mine to Zyces because. Well done. Honestly, like, here's the thing: there are some fun performances in this episode, but I know what boys like is a very fun performance, and also, like, in general, Zyces' character is probably like the least terrible. Yeah, at she's this point. like she's so. a self-possessed person. She knows yeah. what she wants, and she doesn't do shit. She doesn't play these. To... Yeah, she she doesn't play this yeah. stupid like game. I mean, she kind of is playing a game with Puck, I guess. But like, she doesn't play like the back and forth shitty game. She's playing the hard yeah. to get game, which is more fun to watch because we talked about it. Where it's I like, mean, yeah, it's also the right way to if you want it. If you want to have a sex, a successful. I almost said sexful. A sexful. Yeah, a successful. So. Yeah. Yes, uh, interaction with Puck. I, I I think you really have to go down the road uh, the r- route that she's going on, right? Yeah. Like Leave otherwise, more you just be every time. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you just become uh, the next conquest. Yeah, another notch in his belt. It's true. So anyway, um, let's move on to best number. What do you think is the best, best number? number? Take me or leave me is the best number from this episode. Yep. Done. Yep, I agree. Take me or leave me is definitely the best number. Um, I think I know what, what if boys I had like said, is. What if I had said this little light of mine? <laughs> I would have laughed really hard and then slapped you through the internet. Um, oh, God. I'm glad I no, didn't. It's just, okay, like, again, it's fine. But it's exactly the same as it was when it was, like, that paraplegic guy singing a song. It's like, yep. you can't just trot out someone new with some new ailment that isn't a character to make me feel sad. Like, yep. 
It's, it's anyway, insulting. Yeah. It's insulting yeah. to us as viewers because we, exactly. we are able to have emotional reactions to non-sick people. You don't yes. need to trot out people who are who are on their deathbeds to make us feel something. Or at least you well, shouldn't have to. <laughs> That's the thing. Is like I think the saddest part about it is that it just shows so much about like even the Glee writers know that like their characters aren't good enough to evoke like yeah, good emotional reactions. True. So they have to trot out the pediatric cancer ward. Um yeah. Anyway <laughs> That's so the, rough. <laughs> the other the other thing though I want to say is I know what boys like is a very good performance. And also like the Justin the second the Justin Bieber experience with the four guys number is also actually pretty good, good somebody to love. It's good too. Um, yeah. But we have uh, some good music yeah. this episode, I would say. Yeah. It, it is disjointed from some of the actual plot right um yeah but, but anyway what yeah. can you do it's the the best one is obviously take me or leave me that song is already really good, good. and like mercedes and yep. rachel getting to sing is just icing on the cake like it would have been better if they kissed at the end but they did not so <laughs> only in maggie's fan fiction so uh, what is your rating for this episode my rating for this episode is two slushies out of five. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Two. My, my, my rating is three of five. Um, and that's mostly because I think the plots are really dumb in this episode. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and not I in the fun, really like, good I, way. I like, yeah. the, I like the music. I like the Pisces uh, subplot. I actually yeah. kind of like the interactions that Sam and Finn have in this episode. Sure. It is. Yeah. yeah. I I like the idea of Finn, of Finn playing a villain because he has Is villain one. qualities. So when yes. he's put up against somebody that I prefer, ultimately, yeah, and and he loses, fuck yeah, yes. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, yeah, I think my big sticking point with this one is like the the whole Quinn Finn Sam love triangle thing. Is it is boring. Fine, but it's boring. Yeah, it's just super. <laughs> like I don't give a shit about any of these people. Yeah, like it's kind of like it going makes back me to the feel idea, nothing. Yeah. It's kind of like going back to that idea of like the like if it'd be cool if there was a Mercedes and Rachel like subplot of like romance a little bit. If if there was mm-hmm. anything about these three characters that made me feel like oh this is interesting and novel, I'd be like oh this is much better. But no, they're all boring and awful and manipulative like yeah they're all straight white teens who can't seem to not be horrible to each other that's all that's all it is yeah but yeah um also the sue stuff at the beginning is not good it is a extremely poor choice that glee has made (laughs) extremely yeah i think like honestly in retrospect it was bad but also in like planning it was bad so like i don't know why they did it it was bad know? at the time bad when it played bad now exactly <laughs> exactly it's bad. even even with even with the good sue dash aside pun it's <laughs> still really bad like you cannot it's just rest. Really, really bad you cannot rest an entire storyline that is dealing with hard subjects like death and depression with a single pun. You cannot. It's not. Yeah. It doesn't work Um, because it doesn't play as a joke and it doesn't play as a dramatic storyline. It, it, it's neither. 
<laughs> exactly. But yeah, so that's I, I'm giving it a three. You're giving it a two. In general, yes. not a terrible episode. There's some stuff to redeem it, but it does have some flaws that make it um, not as good as some of the ones we've had recently. Anyway, um, right. in the meantime, next week we're going to be talking about Blame It on the Alcohol, which is season two, episode 14. Oh, um, God. Get but... ready. There is some gray puke in this episode, I... but also a Kesha song. Fuck yes. Yes. Yes, and I do remember like the the Netflix like pr- like picture they have for the like preview of this mm-hmm, episode is definitely the part where Blaine and Rachel kiss. Um, oh yes, which I am very excited <laughs> for. But yeah, so anyway, um, before we get there, um, in the meantime, if you're if you're horny for some more Glee content, we obviously have a lot of episodes in our backlog. If you haven't listened to those. Um, it might make more sense about the things we say when we say Brittany is an alien. Um, and also, if you want to support us in this, um, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash SNMHateGlee. Um, I have, so right now, it, I've set it up where you can donate either $1, $5, or $10 a month. I think you can donate more than that if you want. Um, but those are the three like reward tiers we have at the moment. And um, since we were talking about a little bit, um, just a heads up, we have a goal that once we hit, I think it's 200 bucks a month. Um, it, it's either 200 bucks or 500 bucks a month, but we'll write a full on episode of Glee to kind of prove that we can do it better or see that we can't. <laughs> well, um, I think what, but... I think what we're going to prove is that, uh, we are no better than those we criticize. <laughs> we live in glass houses in a very extreme way. I think yeah. I, I'm terrified that that is what we're going to prove actually. <laughs> but anyway, the reason why I'm bringing that up is because at this point, I am fairly confident that I will be including some like sexuality exploration. Great. <laughs> inside, inside the halls of McKinley. So um, anyway, if you want to help Sam, they can all sing Melissa Etheridge. <laughs> Cause that, Oh my God, we're going to pick songs. You can and make everything. an episode of, Yes. Yeah. Yes. You can make an episode of Glee that's gay enough for Melissa Etheridge. <laughs> so anyway, um, I just wanted to bring that up uh, just to let you know. We also put some stuff like, so we're, we're working on getting our show notes up on there. Um, I've been having some issues figuring out the best format that, to do that in, but I recently posted, I think I'm going to do this, um, but just post just the screenshots of all of my um, episode, or all of the notes I have for a single episode um, in one go. And we'll probably have like a, a place where we document all those so that we can access them all the time if you're a patron. Anyway, um, cool. you can also cool. find us on cool. you can also find us Facebook. on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, search for Sam Maggie Hate Glee on Facebook or go to uh, Twitter slash S and M Hate Glee. Um, and we it's you can at S&M email Hate Glee. us as well yeah. if you'd like to correspond with us directly. You can email us at S and M Hate Glee at gmail dot com. Yes. Yeah, yeah and that's the whole ding-dang thing, I think. As per usual, yeah, reach out to us if you have any commentary or if you have any suggestions or you have any ideas. Um, Maybe you we'll, found the suicide plot line to be actually very heartfelt and important yeah, I mean, and informative. <laughs> I mean, if you did, I might prefer that you don't reach out to us because <laughs> I would feel really bad, but... You should still reach out to us. Um, anyway, so that's that we everything. can tell you you're wrong. Bye, <laughs> yes, Rachel. Forever. 
<laughs> but if you um, that's Blaine and Rachel. Yeah, if you if you do uh, get in contact with us, we might give you a shout out on the show. So you know, well, we totally will. So anyway, um, until next time, I've been Sam, and I've been Maggie, and we hate Glee from the top. I know what boys want, I know what guys like.